Welcome to Safe Space with Jess Poss, a growing and flowing vibe for the Soul Tribe. I'm Jess Poss, talking all things spirituality, personal development, life, and career, reminding you and myself to show up authentically in radical self-love. It is tough stuff, but worth the work. If fear weren't holding you back. What things would you do? What challenges would you take on? What leap of faith would you take in yourself? What kind of trust would you build in yourself? What are the things you would do and say if you weren't scared? I would start with leaving my husband for fear of judgment of other people. Definitely not procrastinate. There are so many little things, and I'm getting better at it, uh, but there's just little things that I let blow up or have let blow up in the past and become way worse than they needed to be or if they were nowhere If I wasn't scared, I would pursue a career in the entertainment industry or the arts, specifically stand-up comedy, voiceover, acting. I would do music, so I would love to be a musician and play and act and dance and sing for millions and millions of people. Not much scares me, but I am riddled by the judgment of other people. In terms of what I would say is, I would be very clear about my uh, emotions and how I feel about situations uh, in a way that isn't uh, as combative and isn't as, I guess, kind of protective of myself. So I use sarcasm and joking and uh, poking fun of others as a, a shield and armor for myself. And I you know, realize over the past few years that's something I would do. Um, and so I try to do it less, but it still happens. And I, I, I would definitely have the courage to just express it is I'm feeling uh, in those situations versus relying back on that sarcasm and digs on others.
Fear to me is manifested in the unknown or the presupposition on what I think I know. And it's usually the second that holds me back with my career or relationships or any goals that I might have. So if I had more faith in my abilities, uh, my knowledge, my strengths, it would allow me to be more outspoken with my own advocacy. And whenever I act accordingly, I'm almost always positively rewarded. So most importantly, it would allow me to be more honest with myself. This is a deep one. Even I got a little emotional during editing for all these vulnerable submissions. Thank you everybody who contributed and shared your vulnerability and your um, fears and of course your courage. Thank you so much. This is a topic I've been exploring pre-ayahuasca but of course during and post-ayahuasca. The concept of uh, fear versus love. So there's this theory that every emotion, if you boil it down to to its purest form, is either rooted in fear or love. And this episode is going to be like a thinking out loud exercise for me and I'm I'm encouraging and welcoming and inviting you to to come along with me. Um, but of course I'm happy to be the guinea pig. If it's true, let's just say it's true. Let's say every emotion we have is either rooted in fear, but you can label it however you want, or rooted in love. If that's true, then how many of our decisions throughout the day are based off fear and how many decisions throughout our day are based off love and then let's zoom out a little bit throughout the week how many times do you do you challenge yourself how many times do you face fear I personally am um, encouraging myself to do something that scares me at least once a week if not once a month and it is (laughs) You guessed it, fucking scary. And it's fucking annoying. I hate being not in control. I hate how shaky I get when I'm nervous. It's I feel, you know, our ego mind, our our analytical protector mind will be will be kind of mean, right? Like you're weak. <laughs> Toughen up. Um and then I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm trying. Thank you so much for piping in. An article I came across um, on medium.com by Deepanshu Rawal. He writes, from everything I've read, I've come to understand that there are only two prominent emotions in the universe, love and fear. All the other emotions are the derivatives of these two emotions. Foofy, woofy. Emotions like joy Happiness, acceptance, compassion, etc. These are all derivatives of love. Simultaneously, the emotions of jealousy, guilt, shame, anxiety, anger, and depression, for example, are the derivatives of fear. In any given situation, it's our choice to shift from one emotion to the other. 
This, however, does not mean you should ignore or reject any emotion. Ignoring or rejecting emotions will only cause them to pile up and we have to face them eventually. Emotions are there to provide us messages and signals. Nonetheless, shifting from one emotion to the other is completely one's choice. So when I began exploring this concept, when I first heard about how we have control over our emotions, first time I heard that I was 12, I was in therapy after my parents' divorce, and our family therapist used to say that, you are in control of your emotions. Okay, well at 12 years old, I was like, Mike, gotta be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. R.I.P. Now at 35, I'm like, oh my god, he was right this whole time, like... And how ironic that he planted this seed. And I only went to him for a short amount of time in middle school. And now I'm here I am again exploring this concept. You're in control of your emotions, Jessica. You are not a victim here. You have a choice every day. And you have a choice in every moment, in every feeling. Whoa, dude. Like, what a fucking... Truly, like, poetic full circle moment, you know? But it's triggering, if I'm being honest, it's triggering in the beginning of this healing process to be like, to read all these um, therapists and psychologists and healing practitioners all say, you're in charge of your emotions. So what are you going to choose? At first, that's tr- that triggered me. I, I was like, I don't have control over my body. <laughs> I'm like, so-and-so said this. I my, Immediately, my body felt an emotion and sometimes a physical symptom as well. Then my mind acknowledged the emotion. Um, but that's where the choice comes in is that acknowledgement. So it's not it's not just a one-two transaction. She said this, it triggered me. Okay, that's part one. But part two is you feel the emotion before you maybe have a conscious thought, for, for me anyway. I'll feel the emotion. I'll feel it in my body I'll, or I'll feel the feeling. And then my mind will be like, oh, that's sadness. Oh, that's embarrassment. Oh, that's anger. Oh, that's resentment. Oh, that's bliss. Oh, that's joy. Oh, that's smitten kitten. <laughs> Um, it's in that moment when you have a conscious awareness, that self-awareness of your emotion, that's where the choice lies, I think. Who am I? I'm, this, is just a, this is just a thinking experiment. And, but this is what I'm working on. I was just even on the phone earlier today with an integration therapist. I'm like, listen, I feel so different and I don't know how to catch my people up. Like an IOS update, you know what I mean? I'm like, guys, please, please. I'm begging you, <laughs> get the iOS update on JustPass because I feel so different, but everything is moving the same. But it's my job. It's my job to think when I'm triggered, like, oh, this this person, they don't get me. Or this person, maybe maybe they think I'm a bitch. Like, okay. Maybe they do, and maybe they don't. 
it's up to you to go inside and figure out why do you feel whatever you're feeling. So if you're feeling, Jessica, Marie, if you're feeling sad about that, why? Why? You know you're not a bitch. And it's okay if people think that. It's actually none of my business if people think that. (laughs) And it's okay if people don't get you, Jessica. That's okay, too. Who's just... Who, who are you, like, judge and jury that people have to get you now? No, they don't. But it's scary to feel like those things are happening. It's scary to feel unsure and question everything. But it's no one's job but mine to look at the scary and be like, why do you feel this way? What is it rooted in? Where did this start? When was the first time you felt this way? Because whatever you're feeling now probably has nothing to do with the people triggering you. And it probably has everything to do with narratives in your head that you have believed that are no longer serving you. You're not a little girl. You are not a victim anymore. You don't have to be scared. And if you are, that's okay. But move anyway. This is my new MO. I I was like, I, I want to like not be scared anymore. So I go and drink ayahuasca. Guess what? I'm scared all the time. It doesn't go away. And I feel like that's relatable. I've had friends text me this week. when I prompted them with this question like what do you mean I'm scared literally all the time what do you mean by this question and I'm like okay we're I'm not alone none of us are alone we all feel fear it is a common thread in the human experience and it's rooted in survival right our ego our thinking mind it's a feature of our brain. If you if you look into the human ego, if you do a little bit of research, the ego is not this, uh, it's not identity. It's not your identity and it's not like who you are. Ego is one feature if our brain is like a smartphone. Um, I'm so technology um, analogy today. If our brain is a smartphone, our ego is a feature and it's a survival feature. It was, it's there to protect us, to gauge uncertainty, to gauge danger, to map out potential threats, right? But we should not be operating in ego 24-7. That would be like operating at volume 10 all day. That makes no sense. Sometimes in, in the morning you want a little, a light tune, a gentle volume. And you turn up the volume when you need it. So, long story longer. Um, this article just helped provoke a lot more thought and reflection and going within and thinking like, you know, obviously I, I'm aware, I'm scared of everything. <laughs> uh, but but working on how to push past those triggers of fear. Because anything I say, like, I felt embarrassed, I felt sad, I felt resentful, I felt anxious, I felt... Whatever, whatever, Jess, it all comes down to fear. Okay, what are you scared of? Like, what is it about that situation that has you scared? And a lot of 
in my experience, in my reflection, my thinking activity, a lot of what I'm scared of, it's literally, it's in my head. Like no one's even presenting or threatening these um, scenarios. It's in my head. And I'm so tired of them. So I'm retiring them. I'm retiring the narratives that don't serve me and aren't coming from a place of love. And I will run the risk of seeming delusional or in the clouds or she thinks who she is. I don't give a fuck anymore. Nothing that we have been um, taught, this conditioning, these societal norms... It's not working anymore, so I'm out. It's okay to love yourself. You should think you you should think who you are. You should think that you are amazing. You should tell yourself every day that you love yourself. You should look in the mirror and be like, "Look at you having survived all your shit, showing up every day. Your boss, for real. I swear to, I swear by this now, and I'm so done with the opposite." I'm so done with expectations. I'm so done being afraid that what I say is going to change your opinion of me. Let it. It's none of my business. My business is to show up authentically from a place of love for myself and hopefully spread that love and inspire others to do the same thing. That's all I should be worried about. And that's all I should be focusing on but it's not easy and that ego mind is always gonna chat but now I'm gonna start talking back and letting her know hey I know you're here to protect me I love you I appreciate you ego I don't need you right now I'll 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 text you when I need you (laughs) I hope that makes sense. The article goes on to say, to ask, why is it necessary to choose love over fear? It says, when you make a decision out of love, it will be based on acceptance, abundance, and kindness. On the other hand, decisions made out of fear are mostly based on scarcity, ego, and insecurities. I mean, like, how true is that? We heard the scarcity, the the ego, that thinking mind, that protective mind, and insecurities in these confessionals right these anonymous testimonials and me fear is a protective emotion and has helped the human species in evolution and living through tougher and more violent times now that we don't have to hunt animals or risk our lives every time we want to eat or move we can slow down the fear-based mind and allow the love-based mind to take over The fear-based mindset helps us in survival, whereas the love-based mindset helps us in growth and prosperity. Mm. Things I would do if I wasn't scared, I would go full-time in my business. I would go hard. I I mean, I love my 9 to 5. I'm so blessed and grateful. Thank you so much for the company that hired me and my manager and her manager. Um, but for real, like, I think about that sometimes, like how 
amazingly liberating and self-fulfilling it would be. Self-fulfilling, man. Like, like if my business was my sole line of, you know, sustaining my livelihood. Whoa. That is so wowing to me that people do that. People, I, I, I see you guys. I see you. And I'm just inspired and wowed. And I used to never, I used to think I would never do this. <laughs> I used to be like, I'm never going to own a house. I'm never going to run my own business. I just want it comfy, cozy, make it all somebody else's responsibility. That's because I was scared. It's because I thought I couldn't do it. And that's bullshit. There's, of course, things I would say more often and louder if I wasn't scared. And I'm trying to find this grace, this like sweet spot of how do I set boundaries but let people know. I'm not saying stay out. I'm saying come in, but come in this way. I'm not saying I don't want to talk to you. I'm saying I, I feel best when I talk to you in this window. I'm not saying I never want to be in a group chat again. I just can't be in one every day. And if you're thinking that's about you, it's not because I had that's like I had like 18 group chat group chats in my phone the last five years. <laughs> it's hard. This is all hard when you're when you're actually doing the work, when you're when you're a self-aware, self-reflective practitioner, trying to better yourself a little bit every day. That's your soul mission, that's your life's mission, that's your life's work. It's hard. But so rewarding. And that's what, you know, what's brought me along this journey is like finding the gems, finding the diamonds through the rubble, right? Or something. I don't know. This other article I came across that touches on this is um, from Psychology Today by Nancy Collier. She's a psychotherapist, interfaith minister, author, public speaker, mindfulness teacher, and a longtime student of Eastern spirituality and mindful practices. she's the author of new book can't stop thinking as well as the power of off the mindful way to stay sane in a virtual world she writes and amazingly in the moments when we have the strength to choose love over fear we are rewarded not only with the knowledge and confidence that we've done something incredibly challenging and beautiful but also with the gift of experiencing ourselves as love and something infinitely more than just the small, fragile ego we thought we were and so desperately needed to protect. We are rewarded with a freedom that surpasses all other freedoms. Ultimately, it is through our willingness to stop defending our idea of ourselves that we discover our true and indestructible self. I'm going to leave you with that and to challenge yourself and ask yourself, you know, what am I, what would I do if I wasn't scared? Where, where am I aware that I'm holding myself back? And if you say you don't think you are, cool. That's cool. Ah. I'm still going to challenge you and say, I bet you are. (laughs) I would love to hear uh, if anybody wants to share other resources, 
I got some after the boundaries episode. Thank you so much. Um, for any boundary resource work that you are interested in, in pursuing in like a quick digestible way, go to the holistic psychologist on Instagram and Nedra Tawab on Instagram. Both really powerful, digestible, um, like self-help work in their posts. Um, all related to everything I talk about on here. Boundaries, asking for help, uh, self-awareness, relinquishing fear and stepping into your power <clears throat> and getting rid of the idea of ourselves <laughs> and just showing up as ourself. I hope that you enjoy the rest of this episode where we have some more vulnerable and inspiring accounts of people showing up in the face of fear despite being scared. When have you shown up despite being scared? When have you risen in the face of fear? Despite being scared and completely full of fear, I had to hold my daughter's hand while she passed away and left her body. It was the scariest thing that I've ever been through in my life. And I knew I had to be strong and courageous and experience that experience and there's um, so much beauty and wisdom and insight that came from it but going through that was the scariest thing of my life
Finding solace or comfort and discomfort is a big part of coping with fear and driving through fear for me. That refuge involves determining my strengths and forgiving myself of weakness. And I treat any forward or even lateral movement or momentum as something that should be rewarded. So recently, a disagreement that I had with my brother resulted in a couple of months of silence between us, uh, not a word said, nothing. Um, so digging into my perception of myself as a problem solver and then also forgiving myself of being prideful and hurt and uh, just put off by the entire situation, uh, that allowed me to take the first step in reaching out to him and reestablishing a relationship and uh, I think we're better than ever.
find out I was trying to find a new job. So, if anything, not only the sense of relief that I have felt after taking this leap, but now seeing how much easier it is to operate and talk to people and hopefully find that next great thing for me has really made it worth it and opened my eyes to doing things in spite of being scared to do them. hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're interested in learning more about what I do or working with me, book a first time free consult at www.jessicaposilico.com or visit me on Instagram at jessica underscore posilico. Keep on flowing and growing friends. Thanks.